Dionisio at the plate, he's over to today. Swakowski, the big right hander, lets it go. It's right down Broadway. Dionisio lets it fly, and it's. Oh, it's raining now. everyone and welcome to another episode of Rain Delay Theater. I'm Jack Swakowski. And I'm Jeremy Dionisio. And we have reached double digits guys. We've done it and yeah. we're coming at you uh, from on June 27th of 2018. We just came back from the Minnesota Twins versus Chicago White Sox game at Guaranteed Rate Field. Yeah that's right. Uh, you know uh, those White Sox it's always uh, an interesting time. Uh, at the ballpark and also on the way to and from the ballpark, I guess. Yeah, so we uh, when we were on the red line train back, uh, it's first of all, it seems like whenever we leave the ballpark, we just miss that first red line train and always end up waiting about 15 minutes for the next one. Uh, you know, so we thought we were cursed uh, in that respect, but it actually turns out that this, <laughs> missing this particular train would have been a blessing on this night. Yeah, and also just a side thing, it's like we're, we're <laughs> the fact that we're leading off with... Uh, the transportation may speak to the, the White Sox product, although, that you know, it was good for them. But, uh, yeah, so, it, uh, yeah, take it away, Jack. What, what happened? Well, yeah, well, so we, we ended up catching that first red line train. We only had about a 30-second wait before the, uh, the red line to Howard pulled up. Now, uh, so, you know, we're cruising along on the red line. You know, we're packed in there like sardines, like, like you, know, you always are uh, yeah. after a White Sox game. Uh, and all of a sudden, uh, the train stops at, yeah. what was it, Monroe? It was before Monroe, because okay. that was the ultimate destination. Okay, right? so the train stops at, Mon uh, at uh, wherever it Whatever it, stopped. it was. And yeah, we, were in the, we were in the loop. Yeah. yeah, we were in the loop. And all of a sudden, all of the attention turns to the middle of the train, yeah. where this guy had puked all over the floor and himself. Yeah, basically, it was like, so it, there was a bunch of people like, um, uh, uh, crowding the view basically so we couldn't see a lot of like what was going on um but we uh you know the there was a woman who was getting off of the train and she said uh, excuse me could you could someone push the red button this man's puked on himself yeah yeah, yeah. and like and then like people kind of parted because i don't think anyone really noticed mm -hmm. it's not like the guy was like Bleh, yeah Bleh. Like, yeah, you know, he, he was he was very quiet about it. So then, yeah. uh, then, then everyone. Uh, so so then everyone's attention is on it at yeah. that point. And I was internally, I was saying, let's not push the red button. Let's just get home. Yeah. So the red button was pushed, and so then the conductor gets over the uh, the, the the microphone, yeah. and he starts saying, uh, "So you know what's what's going on? Somebody press the emergency button. What's going on?" Yeah. And then you know, uh, one one hero stepped forward yeah. and was like. You know, there's a guy in the train, he's puking, and people, people, like, so the conductor's like, well, is he all right? Is he passed out? Yeah, at first he couldn't hear him. He, like, made him repeat himself a bunch of times, and I think that's actually what ended up making this guy hear. Yeah. <laughs> like he, can't, he came to after that. Yeah, so the guy comes to, and he, he's kind of leaning over, uh, like, just probably in the position that he had <laughs> puked, but he comes up, and, like, a single tear drops from this guy's <laughs> eye. Yeah. And then, so so then uh, another person uh, more nearer to where this uh, guy who puked was sitting starts asking him, hey, buddy, are you okay? Yeah. And well, the, the, guy, the guy came up, and he was like, they were like, oh, he's okay, he's okay. So everyone on the train was kind of telling the conductor, he's okay. Okay, let's go. Because everyone wanted to just keep going. You know, yeah. no one really cared about this guy's welfare. But <laughs> uh, but anyway, so so there was one good Samaritan who was asking the guy like, "Hey, man, like, are, are legitimately like, are you okay to, to get home or whatever?" He's and like, then, "What's your stop?" He's like, "What's your stop?" And then the guy says, "Howard." 
which is the last stop on the train, about yeah. 50 minutes from where we currently yeah. were. And then that got a that got a collective laugh. It, a collective laugh and a groan. And too. a groan. It was like letting the air out of a... Not, well, so you know when there's a really awkward moment and then yeah. somebody says something and it just, like, everybody laughs and it completely breaks the tension? It's, it's kind of like when your stomach is, is grumbling and then you just vomit. <laughs> you know, it feels better. It, like, lets it all out. Yeah, so then uh, so then, what happened was the very next stop, the guy said he was getting off at Howard, but he was probably too embarrassed to... Uh, I don't even know if that was... I th- I'm not even sure what was going... What conscious thought was going through his head. He got up at one point while the train was still stopped, and he walked towards the doors, which were closed at the time. And mm-hmm. they're like, hey, you want to go? You, you want to get off? And uh, the doors opened, but then he sat back down. So then we go one more stop, and we get to Monroe, and then he just got up and walked out. Yeah, yeah. But then we were left with the aftermath of, like, his pool of vomit. Yeah, <laughs> which, was, which was gross. We tried not to look at it. So then, then the <laughs> next time the train stopped, uh, a bunch of people were going to get on. Of course, yeah. probably, like, 15 or 20 people came on the train, and we had to warn them about, about the puke. Now, yeah. one girl in particular, I was very surprised. She came on, I don't know if you saw her, Jeremy. She was eating a McDonald's oh, cheeseburger. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, this girl is going to want nothing of this cheeseburger after she sees that vomit. But yeah. in fact, she she sat she down it. right next to the vomit and continued to eat her oh, cheeseburger. Oh, she housed it down. Yeah, this girl was either very hungry or just a badass who didn't care about yeah. uh, about the fact that she was... But she had a strong stomach. I'm going to give there, her that. There was another girl who was eating like a slice of pizza like right when the door opened. I, I've never seen people like eating like live food, like <laughs> like like open food, like like so much as this puke moment. No. So, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's... So, Jeremy actually mentioned, because I saw the guy, so this guy who puked, he was wearing a name tag. Uh, Jeremy mentioned that he got the guy's name. We, we, we said, <laughs> hey, we could blow this guy's name up on the podcast. We're not we're not going to, because we're already going to blow up one poor soul's name on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, Jeremy, you said the guy, I mean, it was obvious from the guy's tag that he was from some sort of convention or something Yeah, like a convention that. or some sort of meeting or something. Yeah. And it's like, these people, like, yeah, I was, I went on a mini rant. It's like, these people, like... Who have no lives? They go to these conventions and they save up their all their living for these conventions, and then they go and then they drink and then they get stupid drunk and and then that's what happens. Like 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 they you know just if you if you enjoy yourself like a normal person, you don't have to make one event like the give like be all blowout event. And so this guy like gets so drunk that he's puking on himself on the train. I don't know how he even got to the train if he was that messed up. No. Um. So anyway, that was our ride home. Uh, we yeah. ended up transferring on the Brown Line, and hey, we got home and we're here. Yeah, uh, hopefully this isn't the episode that the White Sox finally tune into to, uh-huh. to, to check us out because they're going to get six minutes, six and a half minutes of puke talk right at the top. Well, hey, I'll say this, Jeremy. Um, yeah. We bragged on the White Sox a lot for their box scores, but that bo- the box score that they finally are giving us oh, now, yeah. it's the huge one we talked about from the last time we were at the game. That was not vomit-inducing. Yeah, you no, know, it was uh, It was. It was actually It was great. Um, I, you know, I would pay a dollar for that. Hopefully they don't listen and start charging a dollar at the <laughs> yeah. guest services I mean, station. we'll pay the same one we're paying now is zero yeah yeah uh but it's actually uh you know uh all things considered it is a pretty nice scorecard so i will i will give the white Sox that they are trying to do right it seems well our plan our plan finally worked out we got the mini clipboards mm-hmm. and like this this box score was printed on normal paper that actually fit like the the mini clipboards so uh if you're following us on instagram rain delay pod uh on instagram uh you saw us with our with our clipboards mm-hmm. up so that's hashtag uh clipboard carriers unite out there now, uh, so so we uh, at any White Sox game, you know, you're always going to get uh, a steady diet of weird. 
from yep. the uh, the people who are there. There is just for some reason just a seedy like underbelly of people who come to these these games. Yeah, you're always going to hear weird things and you're going to see weird things. We're not saying it's the clientele or the neighborhood or the side of the city that the team is on, but it just happens. You know, yeah. we've observed it. It's it's like uh, uh, what is it uh, uh, that movie Close Encounters of the, the Third Kind, yep. where everybody gathers at that mountain or uh, whatever it right, is. That, that sure. that's just sort of what Guaranteed Rate Field <laughs> is. There's just something about that place where just a bunch of weird people like gather to. I don't know what it is. Yeah, no, but, no. But so anyway, as we were walking in the concourse uh, before the game. Jeremy uh, overheard. So, how how old were these boys? Jeremy, about 13, 14 years old. Do you um, think? I didn't see him. I didn't. Yeah. 15, 16. 15, okay, same, yeah. same, same difference. Yeah. yeah. So you're gonna have to run down for me now. Now we we have said that this podcast, since Jeremy started swearing, is a little bit more uh, NSFW. Now, what <laughs> when we what we go into here, we're not gonna discuss the ramifications or the merits of what's being talked about. But Jeremy, what did these kids say? Presented without uh, comment. Yeah. Um, uh, well, they were, there were some friends talking, and they were walking the concourse, and um, as any good friend uh, will do, they might you know try to blow up someone's spot or try to embarrass them in a group of, of people. And so uh, we were walking, and to our right, we just heard, you eat ass? Julian Rodriguez eats ass? You eat ass? So what... At first, I didn't find it that funny, and <laughs> no. Jeremy was like, I don't know if we should include that one in the podcast, but no. over the course of a three-hour game uh, and commute home, it sort of grew on me. Now, here's, <laughs> now, here's why. Okay. Now, I had some asshole friends when I was in you know, middle school, early high school, or whatever, mm-hmm. who would have who said something like that. Now, here's what's, here's what's funny to me. So, they, so they, they said, you eat ass, and they introduced like, uh, what they're talking about, but then they say the full name. Of the yeah, person exactly. to embarrass him. It's that full name yeah. to me that yeah. makes it funny. Now, the reason they're saying that full name is because they're hoping that somebody around them who doesn't know them <laughs> yeah. will hear it. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, two guys heard it who yeah. have a podcast yeah. and can broadcast it to the world, it's yeah. like this this at this shithead's like plan <laughs> to get this guy's name out here yeah. worked perfectly. Well, so that's true. So now everyone from Mountain View, California to Aruba to <laughs> yeah. Iowa to anywhere else we, we have listeners will know that Julian Rodriguez eats ass. Yeah. So there you go. Presumably of Chicago, Illinois. We're not sure. But no. Now yeah. uh so we um, we have a long commute home, as we were talking about. It usually takes us about fifty minutes to an hour to get uh, back up to our north side neighborhood. So after yep. the after the game, we usually try to uh, uh, pit you know, stop. Yeah, we we make a little pit stop in the restroom after the yep. game. Now this restroom, for some reason, there was a bunch of crazy stuff going on in this restroom. Yeah. Uh, so Jeremy, I heard something that um, I don't think you heard, but it was one guy. Okay. One guy was fee- he feebly saying. <laughs> go socks go <laughs> and he's saying he didn't even go for the second one yeah. it's like he, he didn't even yeah he oh, in that chorus he just sang the first three words yeah. and then he stopped okay. i was like that's so pathetic yeah. because like you know not like you're you're like uh just like riffing on like a cubs thing right uh yeah. so it's like a bad idea and like the respect that like you know People there probably hate the Cubs, but also it's, like, pathetic that, like, the Sox don't have, like, their own version of some kind. Well, they have, like, the Go White Sox yeah, or whatever. Yeah, but... they have White Sox. Go, go White Sox. Yeah, but, um, so that was that was kind of funny to me. It was just yeah, the whole, boy. like, stopping after three words and then not 
saying anything else was good. There's there's so much uh, uh, attention like put or so much uh, effort put into like the you know the White Sox uh, feud with the Cubs that it's it, it's it's amusing sometimes. Yeah, and so you know, uh, speaking of a, a White Sox feud with the Cubs, uh, you know, Rick Renteria is always a a, a, t- a hot topic of conversation yep. on this podcast, whether we go to a White Sox game or not. Now, in this bathroom, mm-hmm. for some reason. People were saying, Ricky! They just kept. Now, I don't know, were they referring to Rick Renteria or just some guy <laughs> in the bathroom whose right. name was Rick? Yeah. And when you say people were, there was, I think there's one guy. Yeah, there was <laughs> one guy who kept shouting Ricky. Yeah, um, he was, yeah, he like, as we were walking in, he was saying, Ricky! Ricky! And then he proceeded to do it while he was at the urinal, too. And uh, I actually think, like, yeah, I don't know, there was some hijinks going on at the urinal with these two guys, but. Uh, um, yeah, he was proceeding to yell Ricky. Like, I thought it was going to stop. Yeah. And I, and I was really close to him, okay. uh, too. And, uh, yeah, I don't, it, but he just, he just, he was, he, he was peeing and was just saying, with, Ricky. Was he with people? He was, was with he... another guy, okay. yeah. I okay. think the other guy, like, spit in his urinal while he was <laughs> peeing, which is actually kind of funny. <laughs> there was one more weird thing that, that happened before we left the bathroom. Like, yeah. so, you know, when, when you, uh. Uh, you know, in, in a men's room when there's a big long line of people, like, oh, yes. you know, so everybody <laughs> fills up all the stalls, and then at the end of the last stall is where the, the line starts. The urinals. For the, for yeah. the urinals. Yeah. Uh, so, the, you know, the end of the last urinal is where the line I've starts. Seen, I've seen different etiquette. I've mm-hmm. seen, like, where people, like, will line up be- behind each urinal, mm-hmm. and it's just luck of the draw, or if you hope you're behind a fast peer. Yeah. Or there's one long line. Yeah. Um, this one, it was kind of like a long line. Yeah. And you just go into the next, next man up, basically. Y- yeah, yeah. And for some reason, that's that's the etiquette that usually happens at White Sox games yeah. um, uh, because I've, I've observed that the last couple times we've gone. But anyway, so one guy decided that he wasn't going to be about that. So he right. like skipped to he, – he stood behind somebody. He did the other kind of etiquette he, that wasn't happening. Well, he actually can't. did he come in the outdoor also? Yeah, he might have come, come in the outdoor yeah. and yeah. he just stood behind somebody as opposed to waiting in the line. And then yeah. he got a, he got a large Bronx cheer from all of the other uh, men who were in the uh, bathroom. Yeah, he was getting publicly shamed. Yeah. They were like, hey, what day? Come on, hey. And then and then he was like just tapping his the side of his head like, I'm smart, I'm smart. <laughs> but it's like, okay, I guess you're smart, but you're also like, you know, talk about pee shy. Like, I, I hope he's not pee shy because I feel like he's going to be trying to pee to the chorus of people like, like razzing him. Yeah, yeah. So good and, luck with that. And so at, at that point, Jeremy and I were just like, you know, that that that's enough of this uh, bathroom. Like, we got to get the we got to get the hell out of this here. Charade. Yeah, let's um, get out of here. So one one thing, uh, one reason I thought that maybe they were saying Ricky was because Rick Renteria somehow. So I've always wanted to see a, a first in baseball. It's very rare, rare because baseball has been around for about you know 150 some years or yep. whatever. They've been playing pro ball. But, you know, I think we may have seen the first ever Bach get called and then overturned tonight. Yeah, and Ricky Bach, made it happen. Bach gate. Yeah. Bacher gate. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's by far the most interesting thing that happened this mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I don't even know what happened. Like, it's this is one of the, again, we mentioned it before, like one of the uh, drawbacks or whatever about recording um, 
right after we come back from the game. But like, and we we did actually get to catch a little update on it, so we are kind of clued in. But I, I'm going to be interested to hear what people say about it tomorrow morning. But basically, this all happened in the top of the sixth, right? Yeah. So it was the <laughs> yeah it was the top of the sixth inning, and so what what happened, I guess, was that the it all started the inning before. Um, yeah, uh, I guess so. Uh, according to uh, the post game interview with the third base coach uh, for the Twins, who was eventually thrown out. Gene, so, Gene Glenn. Gene Glenn. So uh, Gene Glenn, I guess, in the fifth inning, uh, brought it to the attention of the third base umpire that James Shields uh, balked. Right. Um, and then I guess the umpire at third base said something uh, sarcastic to him that Gene didn't, Glenn didn't like. Yeah, we're going off of what this this video, which uh, hopefully we'll get some. Uh, I, I feel like it should get some track yep. records. Uh, yeah. It should get some uh, some plays. Some yep. traction is what yep. I'm yep. for. Um, and yeah. so, so what happened was, uh, in the top of the sixth inning, the Twins, for the first time in the game, got a little rally going. Uh, uh, Will and Rosario reached base, and then Brian or Dozier. Did I say Will and Rosario? Yeah. That's a different player. Uh, yeah, so Eddie Rosario reached base on a walk, I believe, and then uh, Brian Dozier singled, and Rosario advanced to third. Yep. So when Rosario got to third base, uh, you know, the umpire um, and Gene Glenn uh, sort of congregated there, and Glenn said to him, uh, according to this interview, yeah, I thought that was a horseshit thing you said to me last inning. And then I guess the umpire asked him to repeat what he had just said, and then Glenn, you know, repeated that it was a horseshit thing he said, and then he got he got run from the game. Now, yeah. from, from where Jeremy and I were sitting... Uh, we didn't know what was happening. All of a sudden, you know, Dozier singled, Rosario got to third, and then all of a sudden the game stopped and, like, Glenn and this umpire were arguing. Yeah, Glenn said that um, he mentioned it before that he thought Shields might be balking, and the ump, he, he said that the ump, like, dismissively, like, sarcastically blew him off. Mm-hmm. So that's, and he must have said something specific. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I guess, I don't know, ump's gone wild this week with, uh, Mr. Thank you to uh, uh, Wilson Contreras. We haven't really discussed that, but uh, you know we could leave that there for for your guys' uh, comments. But but yeah, I don't know. Umps like sensitive umps like like umps uh, at, with attitude or something. I don't know. Yeah yeah. So so what what <laughs> happened was UWA. Yeah. With attitude. Yeah. So Glenn uh, Glenn got chucked, and then uh, Molitor came out to uh, you know say a little piece, uh, but he did not get uh, rang init- uh, ran initially. Uh, so Molitor goes back to the dugout, and so Shields has first and third, and then pretty much Kepler steps at the plate. Pretty much immediately, yeah. Shields, uh, you know, he try- does a pickoff attempt. He fakes to first and then throws to third. Yeah, the old Bob Walk uh, <laughs> routine. Yeah. And then, and like, and MLB changed the rules a couple years ago, saying that that's an automatic balk. Like they ban that move mm-hmm. because it's it's it's, stu- it's one of the stupider moves you, you watch. Like I've. It's probably worked like zero point zero zero one percent of the time, um, but but MLB banned that and called that a balk, and so that should be an automatic balk. And so it, it was originally called a balk uh, on the field, so Rosario yeah. was allowed to score. Dozier advanced to second. Yeah. Uh, but then Rick Renteria uh, came out and and argued it, and then the umps got the umps all got together. And they decided it wasn't a balk. They overturned it, yeah. Now, I, so I was trying to think of what Renteria's argument might be. Maybe he was arguing that Shields didn't make, like, a complete throwing motion to first base before he threw to third. But that's, yeah, I guess. But, I mean, that's, he, I, we had a good angle at it. Like, we he, did. He did. Mm-hmm. And, like, but even still, like, any sort of, yeah, I, I couldn't even, I, no, I, I can only imagine that's, that's, if you're grasping at straws, it's the only thing I could think of. Yeah. yeah, and so then what happened was Molitor came out again, and then Molitor got tossed. Yeah. Now, that, that's one of those things 
where, uh, you know, when Molitor leaves the dugout that second time, he knows he's getting tossed. Like, he, yeah. he, he knows that everybody knows that there's no way he's going to come back to the dugout, like, still being the manager for that game. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and, you know, it got me to thinking. So after Glenn got thrown out, uh, the first base coach for the Twins, uh, what was he had some unremarkable... Hernandez or something? No, so the, the original... Oh, oh, the original first base coach. Yeah, what was his name? It was some unremarkable name. Um, Jeff Smith. Jeff Smith, yeah, it's is like the, the frugal gourmet. Jeff Smith is that is that what? Anyway. That was the frugal gourmet's, uh, I think. Name okay, of Jeff Smith. is that like a show on Food Network? Oh man, if you don't know the frugal gourmet, no, I don't. What is oh, this? Man, you don't know Morgan, you don't know frugal gourmet. Frugal gourmet was a a uh, yeah a show on PBS on W on Channel Eleven WTTW in Chicago. Okay. PBS. Uh, he had a beard, and uh, then he. Uh, he made like there there were allegations that came out that he made like boys like wash vegetables shirtless or something. Jesus. Yeah. So that's uh, a frugal gourmet. Okay. The, well, the frugal gourmet. All right. So anyway, so <laughs> I'm not from Chicago, by the way. So I should it's not national. be. Frugal is it national? national? Is yeah. it is it like a PBS show? It's like Yan Can Cook. Okay. No, no. You didn't watch enough PBS, man. All right. I don't know what Yan Can. What is it? Yan Can. Yan Can Cook, and so can you. Okay. Right. Okay. Long. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> anyways, Jeff so Smith. He moves to third after Glenn gets ejected. Then yeah. the assistant hitting coach. Who, what was his name? Uh, Hernandez. It was something Hernandez. Yeah. Rudy Hernandez. Rudy Hernandez. So Rudy Hernandez, who's the assistant hit, hitting coach, comes out of the dugout yeah. to manage first base. I can only assume that the bench coach became the acting manager once Molitor got thrown out. Yeah. Derek like, Shelton. Yeah. Um, he used to go friggin' chairs. Over yeah. There. And so so that that got me to thinking like uh, you know. Um, you know how many people need to get ejected before, like you know, Eddie Gard? Uh, is it Gardado or Gardado? I can Guardado. Guardado. Yeah. So he was the bullpen coach. So I used to call him every day Eddie. Yeah. So um, he was the bullpen coach. Like, how many people need to get ejected <laughs> before he becomes manager? It's like it's like with uh, the president. You know, if the president dies, yeah. the vice president becomes you know president, and the vice president dies with the speaker, speaker of the house, of the house yeah. and then you know they have like a whole list going on down. Yeah. Like, I wonder <clears throat> what like the the pecking order is. Yeah, uh, I know. I don't even know. Yeah, we don't. We don't actually know if that was the bench coach or the uh, the pitching coach. I, mean, I'm not, I don't know who Derek Shelton is. No. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was, as we said, by far the most interesting thing that actually happened in the game. Yeah, and, and just as a recap, so that was uh, Glenn ejected. Then Bach happens. Bach reversed, or Bach happens. Ricky Renteria argues Bach reversed, then Molitor ejected. And this was all in the span of... One at no, bat. Yeah, one at bat and, and no pitches being thrown. I don't think a single pitch was <laughs> thrown in that sequence. Because yeah. what happened was like Glenn got ejected and then I think immediately Shields did the the move. Yeah, no, yeah, it happened. It was co- it was like comically right after the, the whole Bach thing. It's like, <laughs> if that wasn't a Bach, here's a Bach. I'll sh- you want a Bach? I'll show you a Bach. But guess what? We're going to overturn it and it's not going to be a Bach. Molitor shouldn't have been thrown out. Like he should have been commended. Yeah. Uh, so that was um, that was basically the only drama in this game. Uh, Kyle Gibson for the Twins really didn't have a good outing. Gave up eleven hits. Uh, and struck just out kinda, seven. But struck out seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, maybe against the White Sox. I don't know if that's a, that big of a feat. <laughs> so he um, and basically those last two innings, he was just eating innings. I think he had he had given up five after. Uh, well, he gave up five after six. But anyway, yeah. uh, so the game itself was kind of a snoozer, as for some reason most of the White Sox games we've been to this year, yeah. they've really been one-sided one way or, or another. This is the we first had, Sox win we've actually seen. Yeah, we had a listener, a uh, friend of the show, uh, comment uh, in uh, on us saying, like, 
rain delay theater curse uh, again that we had a lopsided game. Yeah, the Marlins Cubs game was lopsided too. Yeah, <laughs> um, as was the minor league game we went to in Kane County. Uh, well, anyway, uh, plenty of stuff, plenty of crazy stuff happens uh, off the field. As uh, in, the, so there was this guy right at the beginning of the game. <laughs> this is another guy. I want to. I want to preface this. This is another dumbass who like doesn't deserve the time of day <laughs> no. um but we're gonna mention it just for content we need content so. yeah so this guy and this guy looked like just your typical frat bro like yeah, douchebag exactly, and he exactly. was i mean he was like too getting to be too old for yeah. that type of thing and that type of behavior because he yeah. looked like he was probably late 20s at least but he he just uh he's walking down the aisle and he just starts shouting mom mom yeah it wasn't even i don't even know if it was yeah yeah it was that it was like mom mom yeah yeah like, i don't know like but like, yeah yeah so he so like trying and, to get people to like look like think was there there's there's like a gruff little boy <laughs> who like is looking for his mommy or something yeah and this guy he was wearing a uh a white Sox saint patrick's day like Ugh. green cap which yeah. is so douchey like i could imagine this is one of those guys who like wears that cap in all green on saint patrick's day yeah no, that's. I feel like, but <laughs> not to sound elitist or anything. But mm-hmm. if you want to like level, if you want to like uh, break down like the uh, the trashy uh, faction of the White Sox fans, there's like you know the the trashy like normal ones, and then there's the ones that wear the St. Patrick's Day hat. <laughs> like that's like there there's a whole subculture of just St. Patrick's Day hat wearing uh, White Sox fans. Yeah, and so this guy was was definitely uh, one of them, but he he turned out to not be a factor uh, for for pretty much the rest of the game. But uh, one uh, once again, the vendors around us were factors. Yeah, I think I think um, we're we're tuned into the the vendors now. Not only the the freaks in the stands and the 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 people on this on the field, but now we're we're tuned into the the vendor wavelength. Yeah, so so there was an at bat. I think it was during uh, the, when the twins were up. Uh, uh, it might well, have even the been block, the block one. Yeah, that was so the, uh, the Tim one. Anderson uh, base hit. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, that was the Tim Anderson Bottom base of the hit. Fourth. So what happened was, you know, we were sitting kind of uh, uh, just a little north of uh, where the first baseman uh, was. Yeah, shallow right field. Yeah, shallow right field. That's a, a better way to put it. So we were sitting in shallow right, and uh, uh, this this vendor walks up, and he was a he was a big dude, and he just kind of starts standing in front of us, not selling beer, uh, and he blocks home plate. Yeah, he. You know, I, I will say, Jack. I think one of the mistakes we're making is we're sitting on the like when you go down the aisle, we're sitting to the right. We mm-hmm. should start sitting to the left. To be so the aisle's behind us. Okay. Um, but not that this should be an issue anyway. But yeah, the vendor's like walking through selling beer, and then he like stops as if he sees like a, a puppy in the middle of the road and like a semi coming down. He just stops. He's like kind of just uh, just standing there, and he's like glaring across the aisle to the next section uh, further away from the plate, and he's just looking, and I can see like a kind of like sour, scrunched up look on his face. And I look over and like there's another beer vendor in that section um, selling, I think, the same beer as him, like Bud Light or whatever. Yeah. And it's like this idiot stood there for like an, a minute, like like watching this guy. And like we missed the like we we heard the crack of the bat and then the ball go into the outfield. So we missed like Anderson get the hit. And it's because this guy has got some beef with the vendor next to him uh, for selling beer in his section. Yeah, he was giving him the thousand-yard stare. Uh, You know, I didn't get a good look at his face. Maybe it was Joe West selling beer or something. It looked like Joe West. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. yeah. yes, he did. 
Um, so yeah, more beer vendor drama, I guess. Yeah, there was also a, a beer vendor comedian uh, who made a, a, a well, nice crack. It was the same guy from, if you recall, the last White Sox episode. Mm-hmm. The guy who the the haggard, uh, scruffy pirate guy um, who saw my. Seattle Pilots. Mm-hmm. That guy, um, he was back, you know, uh, for another round, and he was selling Bud Light this time. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, he had uh, he had a little bit that he was doing, and so he goes, uh, if I can recall this correctly, um, he goes, Bud Light Diet Beer, beer colder than my ex-wife on a winter morning. <laughs> so there you go. That, that's his thing. Yeah. Um, and you know, I, I didn't, I didn't hear that one, uh, yeah. it, but it was, it, it was good. It probably helps him, uh, you know, sell a little more product. We did not see, uh, we did not see the alpha dog of the, uh, Sox. No, Sam tonight. Eagle. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sam Eagle. Did you see the website by the way? I posted a picture of Sam Eagle. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, this guy looks exactly like him. He's probably in left field tonight. Yeah, um, maybe. but maybe he, uh, maybe he walked out. Maybe that really was he was done. I right? Maybe, who knows? Maybe that was all she wrote, as probably, he said. Uh, but so if if I ever see that guy again, though, I would like to just buy a beer with him, just uh, buy a beer from him, yeah. just so I can say, hey, man, I'm surprised you took Bud tonight. Like I've I've seen like six other vendors around this section <laughs> with Bud. It's like he yeah. would probably that would give him like pause to think. It's like he would probably like go back and inquire about it. Like you know, you know, he'd be thinking about it. And you yeah. know we're, we're we're talking the talk too that these guys talk so he yeah, probably right. it would probably be something he would consider. I was wondering what you took, bud. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, uh, we um, we we talked about a little bit about uh, so the last time we went to a Sox game, I don't think we mentioned this on the pod, but they wore their black tops. Um, yeah. I personally prefer their their home. I, see, I'm I'm always a guy who just prefers the uh, the home whites and the road grays. Yeah. Over the alternate like uh, colored top jerseys, sure. they can be okay sometimes, but I yeah. don't feel like the Sox black top is a particularly like good looking jersey. Yeah, well, I'll say something about the black uniforms. That's when, as a little kid, that's about where the White Sox lost me, quite honestly. Really? Because, yeah, because and and that's where a lot of people join the bandwagon because mm-hmm. I guess it's cool. Like I remember the tagline was "Good guys wear black." Yeah, and like. You know, I guess people like I, I yeah, I guess I, people think that's cool. I was of that same, I was of the same ilk as you, Jack, at that point when I was like, black, like it's summer, like mm-hmm. it's hot out. You, you shouldn't wear black. Like, what are these guys wearing black tops for? Mm-hmm. Like, they're gonna be dying. Yeah. So like, yeah, I did not like when they switch over to black in the like, in the color palette. Now here's a question for you: uh, Good guys <clears throat> wear black. Is yeah. that is that is that just an expression, or is that just the name of a Chuck Norris film? Because it is <laughs> it is the name of a Chuck Norris film. Like, could that like tagline be a reference to some like horrible Chuck Norris film from like the eighties? Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, There's it's a lot of crossover between the two. <laughs> yeah, 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 uh, no doubt. But um. So yeah, they uh, they were wearing their home whites tonight, which I which I like. The twins actually did have their alternate uh, tops on, which I which I didn't mind. Now, one thing that was odd at the top of the game was uh, that we saw the twins bullpen come out and go into the outfield in the middle of the first inning. Yeah, after yeah, between the top and the bottom of the first, uh, the uh, the bullpen uh, the whole bullpen like shoves out, and uh, usually that's something that you see at the end of batting practice. Like usually, a lot of times what happens is the the uh, starting pitcher is warming up in the bullpen, and they give the, the the pitching coaches out there and the starting catcher, and they're warming up. And a lot of times, what happens is like on the way in, 
they in the way in the way uh, on the way in for the starting pitcher, the bullpen's coming in and they cross paths and mm-hmm. kind of like high five and everything. Maybe uh, Gibson was having, maybe he wasn't getting warm or something. Yeah, and maybe he was in there longer than necessary. I don't know, but but it was it was weird to see the the uh, Twins bullpen come out there uh, in between uh, the first uh, top and bottom of the first. There was a lot of weird stuff going on. James yeah. Shields and uh, yeah, let's had, talk let's talk music yeah, real quick. We yeah. I feel like we've 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 kind of avoided. We haven't not avoided, but we haven't gotten a chance to to touch on the music uh, before. Um, in keeping with the tradition of bad White Sox music, I will say one thing, Jack. I remember at one point when uh, Fox uh, Baseball was uh, broadcasting games, um, they would they they would play like um, they would give a fun fact about the players, right? And they would say like you know it'd be like favorite food, favorite whatever. And I remember Aaron Rowand, uh, his fun fact was that his favorite band was Linkin Park. Ooh. And that was pretty much where Aaron Rowan. I was never a big Aaron Rowan fan, but I'm like, okay, now I know who Aaron Rowan is. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of tell that by his like weird, like uh, creepy goatee and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, so he's smashing his face into walls, bleeding on himself, uh, and you know, probably rocking out to Lincoln Park in his head. So, um, in keeping with that bad tradition of bad taste in music. Um, James Shields finishes uh, workout his uh, warm up pitches and he's walking into the uh, stadium and uh, they start they play they're playing some horrible crappy rap rock uh, like rap metal like new metal song and it's Seven Dust like I mean like is Seven Dust even relevant anymore like not that they ever were but like when was the last time you heard Seven Dust and so that's James Shields walk-in music. So they put it up on the screen. They show him on the on the jumbotron walking in, and they have on the the display walk-in music, Seven Dust. And I'm thinking to myself, is this helping him? Does this music help him? He's not. He's been very bad the last several years. Yeah. So maybe you should switch it up to from Seven Dust. Maybe you can play like a little. I don't know. Uh, uh, carpenters or like uh you know uh, mamas and the papas or something like i don't i don't know if uh, seven dust is really helping this guy anymore no he was he was two and nine coming into the game he says he doesn't care about the rebuild and wants to win now it's like well maybe you know your record doesn't really reflect that yeah no he had a chance to to win with the the padres and he he uh he did not help them out and he ended up uh, selling off all those pieces but yeah, so that was uh, James Shields' walk-in music, and another thing that 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 uh, kind of perked our ears, and I kind of actually forgot to, to to check his future at bats to see. I, yeah, I they definitely sure. didn't play the same song. But no. uh, in the top of the was it the first did Polka get up or was it the second? Polka got up in the first. Okay, and yeah, took a K. But uh, his so he comes out and his walk-up music was like a traditional salsa song, <laughs> like um, I think it was salsa. And we were thinking that, like, so, so Polka was, um, was... The sandwich between Abreu and Avi Garcia yeah, and Larry so th- Garcia. Yeah. yeah, and so we're thinking maybe the, uh, the uh, DJ uh, uh, might have screwed that up. Yeah, Either yeah. Either that or maybe Polka is, like, trying to reach out or he's like, hey, you know, I'll play some of that, that salsa music or something. It, did, it seemed... Uh, Incongruous. Yes. So, um, so Daniel Polka came up with that salsa music, and he struck out. So maybe, uh, maybe he changed it up. <laughs> so there was there was some weird stuff in addition to uh, walk up music uh, going on on the scoreboard. Uh, yeah. Some more game day production for the Sox. Yeah, that that fabulous uh, producing uh, in game uh, production of the White Sox with the interstitial videos and contests, and uh, we had a whole bunch of them tonight. We should mention also at the top of the show that, or I mean, that we did mention at the top of the show. We should mention now. 
uh, it was a Polish Heritage Night, mm-hmm. and uh, you walk in, and there was like some kind of like accordion music going on. Yeah, um, I've been to Polish Heritage Night before. The Cubs did one years ago, and they gave away a hat with a little Polish flag on it, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Um, I saw someone with a Polish uh, socks hat, but I, I they were it wasn't a giveaway as far as I know. Um, but, uh, and you know, they don't really do, sometimes they'll have like some weird, like Polish dancers or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and we should mention too, that Jack and I are, are both, we're both we're, half we're Polish. Both, yeah. We're both one half Polish. So there you go. We, uh, you put us together and we <laughs> got one fine Polak. Yeah. Um, so, and we can say that because we're Polish. Uh, anyway. Um, but, uh, yeah, so it was Polish heritage night and like. They did a thing, a video saying like they had pierogies or whatever, but they always have pierogies. Like mm-hmm. you can always get pierogies. So there wasn't really anything special. I was hoping for some gumki or some, uh, uh, I don't know, charnina or something. Uh, you can look that stuff up. Uh, that's some uh, hardcore Polish food. But um, so it was, uh, it was um, uh, Polish Heritage Night. It was also Dollar Dog Night. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, just to touch with the vendor really quick, just to, to in, in, uh, insert this. Uh, I was able to redeem myself a little bit because I got, uh, well, let's let's put it this way. I, I went up to the uh, stand when we first walked in and I, I, I ordered a, a three a three spot, a triple mm-hmm. uh, hat trick of hot dogs. I got three to start and then uh, I got one more from a vendor and I, I, gave him, I gave him an extra buck for a tip. Yeah, he so seemed I, very appreciative of that. I redeemed myself. Yeah, yeah he was very appreciative. <laughs> yeah, very he was nice. a nice guy. Um, but uh, I got to say the, um, the dollar dogs at the White Sox Stadium, maybe not surprisingly, were better than the dollar dogs at uh, Kane County. Um, those were real Vienna beef hot dogs. So yeah, that was good stuff. That's the kind of jump you're making from A ball to the big league. That's right. That's what you. That's what you get the promotion for. Um, <clears throat> so uh, they they did show a hot dog eating contest. Well, I was going to say yeah. We're talking about scoreboard stuff. Yeah, um, in keeping with the hot dog, they had some guy, and at first I thought he was just a dude. Yeah. But I guess it seemed like maybe he was a competitor. He was like a legit eating competitor. Yeah, um, I don't know if I'd say legit because he was. A bit uninsp- he was a bit unimpressive in his output. But he was. He had sixty seconds to eat hot dogs, and she, the the girl uh, who hosts the in between things asked him like, uh, "How many do you think you can do?" And he's like, uh, "I can do seven. Yeah. And he ended up doing like four or something. Yeah, right? yeah. Now I got a question for you, Jeremy, about yeah. hot dog eating contest. Yeah. So obviously, for to to have a hot dog count mm. in the contest. You need to eat the, the dog as well as the bun, right? Uh, if you watch the Nathan's Hot Dog uh, uh, contest mm-hmm. uh, on 4th of July every year, so there's one coming up, mm-hmm. um, they call it D-I-B, so dog and bun. Okay. So, yes, and you have to have the dog and the bun. Considered. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, it's, it's very gross to, to watch. Um, I mean, you know, there's something kind of, uh, uh, you know, me- uh, magnetic about watching it too, but, like, sure. uh, it's also gross because... To get the uh, the bun down easier and faster, like uh, the people will dip it in water yeah, and just shove dunk, it in their mouth. Yeah, dunk it. Yeah, yeah they'll they'll dunk it in water. Um, and so the, the whole thing was just gross. Also, like you know, as the guy was shoving more and more stuff in his body, like I, and I've seen this before in that hot dog eating contest. Like he sort of like shimmies his torso yeah, to like yeah, get yeah. it down. Yeah, it's really gross. And I thought that like maybe the sock strategy in showing that was to, like, get people to not order so many hot dogs so yeah. they could save a few. Yeah, they're, they're, that might be one of the most genius uh, marketing moves uh, that they've come up with. Yeah. It's actually, like, gross people out so much that they, they go for the hot dog or for, for the hamburger. Yeah, because yeah. I certainly would not have wanted a hot dog after I watched that guy do that. Yeah, no, yeah. So that was one of the things we had. Um, uh, we had... Um, so, so Daniel Palka, um, so speaking of Daniel Palka yeah. again... They showed some ridiculous stat uh, where they showed that they made it look like he was fifth in the league in triples. 
But the guy who was leading the league in triples was also Yomer Sanchez, who had eight on the White Sox. But then they said, like, Sanchez had eight, some guy had, the second guy had six, the third guy had five, four others tied with four, <laughs> and then Palka was listed as, like, having three. So yeah. it's like, I like how they're just like, you know, we'll just disregard these, like, four guys <laughs> who have four yeah. and put Palka in the top five. Yeah, like, exactly. it doesn't it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and also here, so I, I meant to look this up uh, okay. in the time that, uh, the little time we had apart before mm-hmm. we decided to record from uh, after the game. Yeah. Uh, it's like, I wonder if there are, like, some other guys who also have three who they're just <laughs> leaving out. Like, oh, oh, yeah. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, like, this stat seems like maybe it was kind of a lie of omission. Uh, oh, yeah. They yeah they they, uh, they twisted those stats so much that uh, they must be made of rubber, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I don't, one thing they couldn't twist was uh, they had a... What, what was the promotion with Miguel Gonzalez that they showed on the board? Well, it was just about guaranteed rate. There was like an advertisement for guaranteed rate field. This mm-hmm. was in the top of the third, heading into the top of the third. They show a video and like there's a guy talking about like doing it like an interview or whatever, talking about, I, I don't know how guaranteed rate changes life. Or, I don't know what it was, but it's a picture for the White Sox. And I'm like, he was wearing number 58, I mm-hmm. think. And I'm like, that looks like Miguel Gonzalez. And I'm like, Miguel Gonzalez got traded last year to the Rangers or something, right? Yeah. Or like, or like whatever. He, he, he left the White Sox last year. Um, and I'm like, we were checking like the roster. And I'm like, who is that? Like, I'm like, that's Miguel Gonzalez, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. And maybe it's someone that I don't recognize. And then sure enough, he's like, this is Miguel Gonzalez, and Guaranteed Rate is the best mortgage company, whatever. And it's like, what? Oh, come on, man. That's just sad. Yeah, and you figure he was traded probably late July of last year. Yeah. Uh, so it's like that video is almost a year old at this point. Yeah. I mean, and, and, any, and, and okay, I could see maybe like if like, you know, the White Sox traded Jose Abreu maybe because he's kind of like the face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Or like if they showed – a Chris Sale video, maybe, like, yeah. a little bit after he was gone. But, like, Miguel Gonzalez, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. So, you know, again, it's just another head-scratcher from the White Sox. And there um, was some weird video about, what was it, brewing with Rick Renteria? Oh, it was from Goose Island Brewery. Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know who Goose... I, and, and I don't know who wrote this video. I don't know if Goose Island, like, produced this or something or what. But it was a video where Ricky... And, like, okay, so we'll just say what we saw. Ricky Renteria was sitting at a table, and across from him was a guy, uh, just some guy wearing a Cubs jersey. And Ricky says, "Like, I'm sorry, we're gonna have to let you go." And like he like gets rid of him, and then like it's a Goose Island beer, and that was it. Yeah, I, I actually said to Jeremy, I was like, "Hey, I, I missed the first half of that commercial. Yeah. What what happened?" Because I figured all I saw was the punchline. Yeah, but like there was no punchline. No, I, and I I said, "I'm like, I don't think we'd missed the first half. I think that was it." Yeah. So like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it was some sort of like shot at the Cubs for letting him go like I don't really know like but like he's like letting go he's like firing the Cubs now because he's a White Sox man I have no yeah, idea no. It, it was it was misconstrued it's like it was uh hard to understand and just let's we're lumping it in with the decision to still play a Miguel Gonzalez I'm thinking that, that was maybe it was an accident or something yeah I don't know but no. like you know who who can uh, who can say? Also, a, a T-shirt ended up on the field at one point. Well, and then yeah, and so then you got the the the, the fans like uh, you know I don't know they're they're rejecting the free T-shirts because yeah. um, you know it was almost in the in the way like when like when they show like a little kid who gets a baseball and then the kid like instinctually throws it back on the field mm-hmm. or whatever. We they did a T-shirt toss after the seventh inning stretch 
And uh, at the very end of it, a T-shirt comes flying back on the field. Yeah, and it must have been a nice throw, too, because, like, they threw it over the protected net. They cleared it over the, the net, which is why it wasn't a little kid who did it, because no. the kid isn't throwing it that high. So people are now throwing the T-shirts back to the White Sox. Yeah. Maybe they looked at it, and they're like, extra large. I don't need this. Like, yeah. I'm a medium. I don't know if that guy with that voice was a medium <laughs> shirt, but they threw that back. And, of course, we couldn't, uh, you know, get away without the good old – Home Run Derby uh, phone app contest with teenage kids flicking their phones. No, and Jeremy, uh, uh, I guess, got most of it on, on I, our Instagram. Yeah, Is I it did. on our Instagram? No, I, got, okay. I just shot the video, so yeah. I'm going to... I'm gonna see. I'm gonna just try to get that straight onto the website. Sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you guys can watch the magic and um, see what we're talking about. Here. Yeah, this one they at least tried to get some more shots. They like got some like you know sweeping uh, pan shots and stuff, but like uh, it was none. It was still at the end of the day just like three teenagers like flicking their phone. Yeah, which um, you can see anywhere, anytime, <laughs> all the time. Now, also, uh, one last thing about the T-shirt that got thrown on the field: Yomer Sanchez wanted that T-shirt off the field. Oh yeah, uh, he maybe, was a bat. Yeah, he was up at bat, and he was pointing at it. He wanted no part of it. Maybe he and I share the same phobia. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe yeah. Just um, don't go changing your name to uh, I don't know. Th- yeah, something. don't. Yeah, right. Um, well, actually, my legal name is John, oh, so uh, we have, we have something else in common. Uh, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe Yomer Sanchez is the hill I will die on for the White Sox this year. Uh, he'll be my guy going forward. Yomer Swakowski. <laughs> I like the <sound> of that. <laughs> um, so an oddity that happened. So the game looked all but wrapped up in the yeah. ninth inning. They brought Juan Manaya in to uh, finish things off. And, of course, with uh, two outs and a, what was it, a 6 nothing lead for the Sox, yep. uh, Manaya went ahead and walked uh, two guys, um, uh, which made it kind of interesting. Before that happened, uh, uh, Moncada made a, uh, attempted a diving stab and broke his belt. Yeah, which I've seen before. It's happened mm-hmm. before. Yeah, it's happened before when guys land on their belt. Yep. Yeah, but when they went to take out Manaya, um, we, th- we thought, like, it must have been the equipment manager. Uh, uh-huh. he- yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I thought it was the athletic trainer at first. It was probably the equipment manager. Yeah, yeah. So he came out, and then, but not only that, but it was like Yomer, like he handed the belt to someone. He handed it to Yomer Sanchez, Yomer and Yomer, Sanchez. like he, uh, he took it and he, um, he was he, kind of swinging it yeah, on the way out and, to second base. Yeah, and he he slapped Moncada in the ass with the belt. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was it was a moment of some nice comedy. Yeah, it's kind of funny. And then, like, did Yolmer put his arm around him or something? Like, there was, they were, like, kind of, like, like palling around out there. Yeah, yeah, they were having a good time. And, you know, uh, it, the Twins did make it interesting at the end. Uh, even though it was 6-1, to one, there were two men on base with Lomo, Logan Morrison, yeah. uh, at the plate as a pinch hitter for, uh, for our boy Bobby Wilson. Um, yeah. let, let's just take a minute. Yeah. To talk about Bobby Wilson yeah, here. Yeah, so Bobby Wilson, uh, unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. had been in the league since 2008. Yeah, Jack we, Jack saw the lineup and uh, yeah, he I said did, Bobby Wilson. Yeah, I didn't know who Bobby Wilson was. Yeah, Bobby um, Wilson is, uh, yeah. So here's the thing. I looked at his career on uh, on Baseball Reference. Yeah. And so he started in 2008. Me and my dad had been playing a 2007 uh, Stratomatic season. So he wasn't in that and he wasn't. he was not on my radar then. And yeah. he also, in 2014, he only got 
four at-bats with the Rays. I think he played in two games and four at-bats, which for 2014 would not have been enough to get him a Stratomatic card for 2014. And so in between that, like, you would have really had to just, like, be watching a game with Bobby Wilson in it to, yeah. like, actually know who Bobby Wilson was. I don't—he yeah. had never batted more than, I think, 228 official at-bats. And so, in like, most of his seasons were just, like, 100 <clears throat> at-bats with yeah. the team. Uh, so I just miss this guy, you know, and, you know, for someone who follows baseball as, as closely as I do, it's sort of like, you know, I was, it's like Bobby Wilson is like, you know, in homeroom and there's the, the hot <laughs> chick who's been sitting next to him for four years yeah. who still doesn't know his name. It's like, I'm that hot chick in relation to Bobby Wilson. Like, <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought where you were going there was that. Uh, you've been you've been staring at the hot chick for so long that you haven't noticed that Bobby Wilson exists. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think of a Bobby Wilson's war, Charlie Wilson's war, yeah, war yeah. wins above replacement player. Yeah, Bobby that, Wilson's war. Yeah, Bobby Wilson's war. <laughs> it's right. probably a negative number. <laughs> it's probably yeah, a negative yeah. war. It certainly was tonight. He grounded out to uh, third base <clears throat> three times. Um, yeah, he had four. I think at least less we counted four left on base with a double play. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, uh, the Twins made it interesting at the end, but uh, you know, Luis Avilan, I believe, came in and got the last out for the. Uh, he struck out Lomo, who was batting yeah. a, a paltry one eighty eight coming in. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know that was all she wrote. The game was over. Um, and so after the game, they usually play uh, uh, my kind of town, right? Well, yeah. See, you know, I don't know because we've like um, we've only seen losses so uh-huh. far this year. So I'm not sure if um, they. Uh, I can't remember. I wasn't paying that close attention to it last year. So maybe they only play like um, Chicago, Chicago, like uh, after, a after loss. loss. Yeah. So I noticed that they were playing some <clears throat> really bad. Fallout Boy type. It might have been Fallout Boy themselves, or it might have just been some like bad, like fake emo well, song. A couple years ago, they were using the Fallout a Fallout Boy song for their like opening theme, right? In 2016 or something like that. Uh, it was like maybe. Yeah, it was like during their, the opening video they show. I think they played a Fallout Boy. They song. did Thunder. Um, <clears throat> they did Thunderstruck. Okay, that was a big one. Okay, but. Um, yeah, they don't. They're not even doing that anymore, right? There was like no fanfare when the game started. Was no, there? no, no. Because they used to do like thunderstruck, like, yeah, and then <clears throat> like fireworks and everything. And there was like there. It was oh, they played. They played some like crappy like hip hop, like hybrid, <clears throat> like new metal song actually. Yeah, but. Yeah, it was pretty pretty lame, but so anyway, anyway. they they uh, everybody got to walk out to the uh, dulcet tones of uh, Fallout Boy or Fallout Boy esque bad emo band, um, and then afterwards they played uh, Sweet Home Chicago, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So so that was around the time when we heard the guy yelling, "Ricky!" Yep, Ricky. Yep. Uh, so we um so that about covers it for the uh, the White Sox game. Yeah. Now one of our listeners. Uh, uh, actually via Twitter posted an interesting question, uh, posed an interesting question to Jeremy and I. Yeah. Um, a listener, Zach, uh, who we've mentioned before, um, uh, asked us, uh, or suggested to us, uh, what about a player that we wish we would have seen, been able to see in person? Like mm-hmm. That was kind of before our time. 
that we wish we could have seen in person. Uh, he said Mark the Bird Fidrich, which actually, yeah, would have been pretty cool just yeah. to see all his rituals and, and stuff. I, mean, I would have to look at that guy's <clears throat> career a little closer, but he was kind of a flash in the pan, wasn't he? He was, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Almost like a Dontra Willis type. Yeah, and, and I, I remember hearing about him, uh, or not I me mean, reading about him, and like the games, even on the road games that he would pitch, like uh, he would like the games would sell out, right? Like he was like a rock star almost. Yeah, yeah, people came to see him, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's a really good answer. He so tragically uh, died in that, like working on his car. He did, like and that. that wasn't that long ago. I Either, was it? It was maybe ten, maybe tenish years ago. Uh, that happened? Yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah. So we we um we retweeted that and we figured like we would give it a shot for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I guess mine would be my. Uh, so Jeremy and I decided. Well, how many? You know, we were like, how many? How many players should we uh, choose? We decided to do uh, one position player and one pitcher. Yeah. So for me, my position player is uh, Ricky Henderson in his prime. Oh, I don't okay. know that I ever saw Rick. He played. Uh, he played up in what ninety nine two thousand somewhere around. Yeah, there. He played yeah, a yeah. Long time. yeah. He was playing for a while. Yeah, yeah. But I so a I don't know if I ever actually saw him in person. Okay. If I did see him in person, I certainly didn't see him in his prime. So I'm talking about the years when he would steal like you know a okay. hundred base, hundred plus bases a year. Or okay. He was a threat to anyway. I can't remember what his high for steals was, but yeah. I, I don't think there would be anything <clears throat> quite like uh, a like seeing him beat out. Uh, either a grounder for a single or just seeing him reach first base and yeah. like just know that he's going to try to steal or just to see how disruptive he would be to a pitcher sure. or like a pitcher just you know just won't stop throwing over to first or they're super distracted uh so yeah i think it would be really cool to see ricky uh just get on first base and try to steal yeah for sure i can't confirm if i've seen ricky henderson but mm -hmm. i feel like i did mm -hmm. i feel like I, I was at a game where he was where he played okay um but uh yeah my position player um, well, here's the thing. This is a tough. This is a real tough question, and um, maybe I didn't give it enough time enough time to think about it because I feel like I'm gonna like listen back to this episode or whatever, or, like tomorrow or whatever. I'm gonna think like, oh, I should have said this person. But um, <clears throat> one name that kind of jumped out to me uh, right away uh, that I thought of was Dave Kingman. Okay. I would have liked to see Dave Kingman play because, like, yeah, they say like he hit the furthest homer um, in uh, in uh, Wrigley Field, and mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, I just think it would be cool to see. Um, him play uh, 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 just to see him hit like a, a monster home run. Or sure, I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I did. Oh man, I thought of another one. I actually thought of another one, and now I remember that I thought of him and I forgot him. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna say one more. Okay, uh, Pete Rose was the other one. I was and I was say. actually going to say Rose too. Okay. So we can kind of that little chalk on that one. That'll um, be our joint. Uh, yeah, because the thing is, Rose. I think his last year playing was '86. Yeah. Um, so I, I recently, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast, but I recently read uh, uh, the book The Machine um, by yeah. Joe Posnanski, and you know Pete Rose is featured heavily in that. Uh, one of the things that you know really struck me about Pete Rose, besides uh, you know how he would you know run to first base on a walk. Uh, because like his dad loved that and thought that was old school, mm -hmm. uh, but also like he was just like a really generous guy. Like uh, Joe Posnanski wrote that almost to a man, everybody on the Reds like had a story about how Pete Rose either you know had him over to dinner or helped him find a house or something. So I think he he has he's sort of maligned now and he's sort of a yeah. joke. But he was a he was a great he was just a great player and like a really funny and like witty guy and a great character in the game. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. It would be cool just to like you know I love a pure hitter and. Um, <clears throat> it would have been cool to see him in his prime and just like you know see him go four for five or something like that yeah you know i was actually going to just mention that whole reds lineup of eight guys from like 75 76 which is still famous i mean people still know all of the guys uh in that lineup yeah. you know uh 
uh, you know, Bench, Rose, uh, Concepcion, Morgan, Perez. Screw Morgan, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think Morgan, I want to see him. Yeah, we've lamented uh, uh, about Joe Morgan before. But, you yeah. know, then the outfield with uh, Griffey, Geronimo, and uh, uh, what was what was George uh, Foster? Foster, George yeah. Foster. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, anyway, Pete Rose is a great one. So, yeah. and speaking of Pete Rose, the pitcher I would, would like to see uh, was a Pete Rose's, is Pete Rose's answer for the toughest pitcher he ever faced which would be Bob Gibson in his prime. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, if you could have saw him, it was it 68? Was that the y- year? Yes, the year of the pitcher. I think he had a 1.12 ERA that yeah, year. Yeah, that would have been cool to see. Uh, that in year. like 300 or, or something innings. So he yeah. was just ridiculous that yeah, year. Uh, and they also said he was one tough SOB. Like he, if he thought you were like smiling at him or if he thought you were too <laughs> close to the plate or whatever, or if he, if he thought you were digging in, he yeah. would throw one at your head. Yeah, right. Uh, so it would been when that was apparently still allowed. Right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he would have been cool to see. I think. Okay. Cool. That's cool. And in in an uh, um, an intimidating pitcher, uh, I would say uh, I don't know too much about this guy, but from what I've heard of him, like I think it would have been really cool to see him is J.R. Richard. Okay. Um, like didn't pitch very long, uh, but he came on like like uh, he kind of blew up on the scene, and he like. I think in maybe 1980 or 1981, he had like just a crazy year of like just a lot of strikeouts. I don't know the, the actual stats, but he had um, like a stroke, I think, mm-hmm. um, like before a game or something like that. And uh, he was kind of never the same after that. Okay. Um, and uh, But he was like, I think he, he was on the Astros with Nolan Ryan. Uh, I, I'm getting my, yeah, I, but the details are foggy. I didn't, I didn't do extensive research on this, but he, him and Nolan Ryan were kind of like, I think they were like, they were kind of like, the, he was like the national like uh, league uh, counterpart to, to Nolan Ryan. And uh, he was, um, <clears throat> he was kind of like a badass like strikeout machine. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know, it would be cool to see him like coming up like in that, in that year where he kind of blew up. So like that, that, that was mine. You know, there's a lot out there like, um, that you could pick, but uh, that was just one that stuck out to me. To me, J.R. Richard. Nice, cool. Well, actually, I I don't know much about that guy either, so I'll have to I'll have to look him up as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that is gonna about do it for yeah. episode ten. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, yeah, you know, we'll um, we'll probably have another mini episode coming up uh soon, but um, yeah, you know, we'll we'll be out at uh, we'll be out at Guaranteed Rate Field again before you know it. And, yeah, you know, no doubt. We'll give you some more vendor updates and all that stuff. Uh, so just, you know, before we uh, sign off here, we just like to do a cu- couple quick uh, plugs. You can uh, check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Pod. Yep. And um, our website is raindelaytheater.com. Um, you know, and, you know, uh, I'll reiterate it again. Like we do post like links um, every, every, for every episode. So like things that we've referenced in the episodes, um, I'm trying to throw up like references up there. So if we mention something, um, uh, we'll try to put some video up there. We had a lot from the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, the, I had the, I had some footage of Prince Fielder taking BP. Uh, I had the Goodwill hunting video. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a bunch of stuff up there and definitely in a picture of Sam, the Eagle, uh, mm-hmm. from the White Sox game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so definitely check that, uh, out. If you scroll all the way down on that, uh, first page, you'll, you'll get all the links and everything. So that's raindelaytheater.com. You can send us an email at raindelaypod at gmail.com and uh yeah in between episodes just keep tuned because uh, we're tweeting a lot we're trying to tweet whenever we see something uh in a game that uh you know or we have a baseball thought so mm-hmm. there you go so uh that'll do it for this week all right well until next time uh i'm jack swakowski and i'm jeremy Dinicio. all right we'll see you when we see you all right bye